Welcome to The Recap, part of Pastoring Out Loud, where we recap the previous week's sermon, continuing the series on citizens and sojourners. And about the time you were preaching, Dave, I think there was an incredible catch by Justin Jefferson in the Vikings game, where he like leaned completely perpendicular and caught it. And that I was felt after. like your sermon was similar in quality. Mm. So mm. That means... That means a lot to me because yeah. that wow. catch is one of the. That catch was actually f- far, far after my sermon because oh, yeah, right. I fell asleep. Because well, as, a Packer, <laughs> as a Packers fan, I was watching with my sons the end of that game, anticipating the Packer game coming up next. And when I saw that catch happen, I leaned over to my boys who were very sorrowful about the Vikings doing so well, and I said, "You need to appreciate what you just saw." It's incredible. I haven't seen anything like that. I've been alive. And the a Packers while. won. So it was oh. a it was a and good And the Vikings won. So yeah, let's we, just we, let the record the show. We're skipping over that, Stacy. Are winning a lot. <laughs> I'm happy for you guys. It's been so, thanks for long ago. Speaking know, of rejoicing winning, with those who rejoice. Amen. Okay. Speaking of winning, a one anothering people. Yeah. <laughs> which is good sermon. Speaking, speaking of winning. Feel, did you feel you were you particularly energetic for this sermon? <laughs> no, I felt really tired. Really? It was a long week. Oh, okay. Stuff. But I, I've heard that that wasn't felt, so that's good. I'm glad that it wasn't felt. Okay. Nick, I, Stacey, did either of you think he was tired? I couldn't tell. Nope. Good. I couldn't tell either. Good. You were perhaps a little, I ha- thought at one point, you seem a little less mobile with your legs, like more like you're pivoting. <laughs> from center instead of like <clears throat> pacing or anyways what was the sermon about weird, little, weird observation thing you do. <laughs> thanks for knowing me so well daniel i feel very known you're welcome yeah uh so one anothering people dave well, why this uh it's is that a, kind of like a part of loving like people that love yeah so the the first three uh really the first four sermons were supposed to be identity in Christ, and then love God, love neighbor, make disciples. And then the next few are supposed to be kind of the particular ways that we walk that out as a people. And so certainly this would be under love neighbor. When I think of love neighbor, I think of uh, like the people in our church and the people outside of our church. And so we've done a sermon on each one. We did a, a scattering people, which was to go and love our our unbelieving neighbors and the and coworkers and all that, and this one is about loving one another. Um, it's just so foundational. I think that oftentimes we think of, especially maybe in the culture we live in, we think of church as a thing we do. Um, and I just am trying to help us shift to see that uh, church is a people we are, a family we are. And uh, the point I made to start the sermon is just that um, when the world is going to recognize that people are followers of Jesus. It's going to be by the way they love one another. And right away just said that Jesus says the depth of our love for one another is supposed to mimic his. He says, as I have loved you, you also ought to love one another. And so went to 1 John, which was fun because I don't know if I've, I don't think I've preached uh, from one of those epistles in a while. So that was, was fun to go there kind of meander in circles around loving one another with John, which is kind of how he does things. Mm -hmm. So the first point was just that uh, God is love and all love is from God. And the point I was trying to make there is just to connect for people 
why uh, human beings uh, flourish most when we're loving and being loved and we're in relationships, whether we're introverted or extroverted, that that's how we flourish best. And it's because we're made in the image of God and God is love and there, and has the Father has loved the Son since eternity past. And we are uh, invited into that love uh, by grace. And therefore, all true love comes from God too. And I think I think the Apostle John makes that point to say to them, this isn't something you can manufacture. This isn't something you can earn. You are not the source of this. This is who God is, and therefore all of it flows from him like a fountain. Um, and then the second point was just that the way that we get brought into that love and the way we're supposed to walk in that love is seen in the person and work of Jesus who was sent to die that we might live and was sent to be the propitiation for our sins. And so when we hear Jesus say, love one another like I have loved you, we're supposed to see this love that brings us in to this uh, eternal love of the Trinity, but we're also supposed to see, and this is what it looks like. And so the, the points I made were Jesus has forgiven our sins. He has bought us by his blood. He's brought us into this family. That's how we get into this love. And then the, the three things I pointed out, there's a bunch you could point out from this passage, but the three things I pointed out were, is that this love is expansive. To love like Jesus is to love in a way that you just want to keep going out. Your love can't stay internal just to yourself. This love is um, costly and self-giving. It doesn't just love the people that are lovable. It doesn't just love in the easy places, but it loves the unlovable and it goes to the hard places and actually makes them more lovely. And this love is Godward. In other words, it, it's not just terminating in doing the good thing or moving into the need, but it actually wants to draw people into the love of Christ itself. It wants to help people love God more uh, themselves. And then the last point I just made was just basically uh, we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to do this. We've been born again so that we can actually bear the family resemblance. The Spirit dwells in us, that the love of God is perfected in us so that we are continually being changed by the love of God and we're continually empowered to love others the way that we're being loved and have been loved by Jesus. And so this isn't a pull yourself up by your bootstraps. This is an enjoy the love of Jesus and let that overflow to the people around you. Um, and then, oh yeah, and then there was an application uh, where I basically just talked about share, which the point was, if we're going to love each other, there's going to be points where we just have to make our needs known. We have to be real with each other about what's actually going on and went to Second Corinthians 1 to talk about how Paul, as an apostle, did that. Prayer just talked about the simplicity of listening and praying for people as they share their stuff with you and uh, just wanting to continually make it easy for our people to have uh, ways to engage in caring and not feel all the pressure of having all the answers, but you really can just listen and then pray for someone and then uh, care. And I just talked about practical and spiritual care. So exhorting one another away from sin, pointing each other towards Jesus, knowing and being known, loving and being loved spiritually. And then when you hear about, you know, practical needs, having your heart that's been saved by grace want to overflow and actually meeting that need, which came from 1 John 3 and Hebrews 3. So that was that was the, the basics of it. Nick or Stacy, do either of you have observations or questions for Dave? 
<clears throat> I thought it was great. Um, a, a general question I have, I don't really know. I, I'll try to phrase it as best I can. I don't know if I've ever actually articulated it before. But we're, we are quick to recognize like the commands of scripture, like, you know, don't lie or do not commit sexual immorality or those and, you know, hold each other to those. They're very important. We're quick to agree. Yes, that's how we should live. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's easier to take like the one another in commands almost as like optional. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like bearing one another's burdens, outdo one another in showing honor, repay evil with good. You know, all these things of how we're supposed to one another in the church as like not quite as important of commands as the, like the big ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm Yeah. Do you think that that could be like a, like, is that real? Like a temptation or it, or am I thinking about that wrong? I I just popped into my mind, like, man, there's a lot that the Bible has to say about how we're supposed to live with one another. Yeah. Do we take those commands as seriously? Yeah. I think, um, I think, I actually have thought about that a lot <laughs> over the last couple of years. And maybe the way I've described it is it seems like we're very happy to talk about um, Christian morality mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't touch on the relational aspects of it. Like we just want to talk about what's right or wrong in this belief system or this issue or this thing, but we don't really care how we treat each other as we talk about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I I wondered that too. I wonder if it's because, uh, yeah, I I wonder if it's we we deem it less important or we take relationships for granted or we don't really see see that as moral. You know, relationships yeah. feel like a different thing than morality, Christian morality from us. But I think you're right. I think that the um how we interact with one another about these things, I think is probably, at least as far as the biblical witness goes, Mm -hmm. probably weighs more (laughs) in the eyes of Jesus than the actual conclusions that we come to on most of them that Mm -hmm. I would put in the realm of wisdom. And I would not put loving one another in the realm of wisdom. I put that in the realm of command. I mean, to to the point that, you know... um, John, I mean, I brought this up in the sermon. John says in First John, if you say you love, if you say you love God and hate your brother, you're a liar. Right. Um, yeah. That's like a that's a pretty big thing to say. And when he says hate, there, I don't think he means that you walk around and say I hate you. I think he means if you read the rest of the book, you're you're playing games. You're 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 uh, you're not really willing to be sacrificial in your love. You're willing to treat them coldly and um and so i think that's a that's a pretty serious warning you right. know if you say you love god and you hate your brother or sister you're a liar you don't really love god um in other words our love for one another like jesus loved us right is a litmus test for the genuineness of our love for god so mm. that's yeah. a good question though nick and i think it's just a lot harder to love people and it takes wisdom to know how to love people sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's easier to avoid like big out, you know, visible sins Mm -hmm. and just, Oh, I'm not doing these. than it is to love people. Yeah. I mean, just think about your own families. Mm -hmm. Like it's, 
it's hard loving people sometimes and mm-hmm. in that self-sacrificial mm-hmm. way like mm-hmm. Jesus did. And so I, I just think it's, yes, we have the Holy Spirit, but it's just hard. It can be hard. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I also wonder too how much of it, like in the church, is tied to the very individualistic society that we live in. You know, like we, I mean, we talk about this stuff all the time in passing on the podcast, but just the the way we set up our lives is very us-centric. Um, and even in, I mean, I believe this stuff to the core of my being. I would just say like our family is always <laughs> struggling to like, how do we have margin to love other people because gosh, the schedule is so full. You know what I mean? This, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the way you're naturally drawn into things because that's the way we function in America, mm-hmm. in Minnesota, in right. the suburbs. Um, and, uh, and I just, yeah, I just want us to see that there's more, <laughs> there's more to that, you know, and it's a beautiful thing to actually be a part of a family where this can happen. So not so so no desire for any condemnation, right. just invitation. Like, hey, there's so much more Which, that we haven't experienced. You and know? that's how that's yeah. how we treat. That's how we would want to treat all the commands of scripture. That's right. Even that's the prohibitions. Right. It's yep. not just like a list of don't do this. It's yeah. for more joy in the Jesus. Commands of Christ are meant to lead into the life of Christ. Exactly. Yeah. So it's I'm trying to put these relational <laughs> commands in the same category yeah. as the other commands that we often focus on not for legalism but for more joy Mm -hmm. and just to I think as a note that when you talk about share you know have somebody to share with that doesn't mean you can you need to just share with everybody but I think do you at least have one person at least that you can share openly with or even when we talk we talk about care you don't any one person doesn't need to be running around caring for everybody. Like nobody can do that. But right. I think that's where it really does take the whole body yep. caring for one another. Yep. The body, I mean, I was thinking of Ephesians, the body builds itself up in love. So the body builds up the body. <laughs> yep. And so there, I think I'm just so convinced that God gives the gifts each body needs for each place he has them in and so that we have enough, you know, we have enough here, and it's more of a, it's more of a reality of walking and trusting that, and going, well, yeah, we are a family, we are supposed to love one another. So, what's my part? Yeah, what's my part mm-hmm. in this season of life? And that can change, you know, season to season too. But right. Thanks so much, guys. Great sermon, Dave. Looking forward to the last few in the series before we uh, turn the corner to January, one, and February. One more. A generous people, and then Advent. Oh, and then uh, we've got we've got church on Christmas aren't the ones, this year. Aren't all the ones in Advent the though, one like I, labeled yeah. like people, people, people? They are. They're supposed to be kind of loosely connected together. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. <laughs>